0: And a very warm welcome to the 2021 Christmas special edition of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. I'm Stuart Baird.
1: And I'm John Hassel.
0: And we're also joined by... Nick Twig. Gents, wonderful to hear from you both. How are you?
1: I'm not too bad, I suppose. Good.
0: Good. Nick, how are you? Yeah, fighting fit. Still here. Good stuff. As as, as the listeners will probably have realised, we are doing this remotely. I'm here in Glasgow Motorway Archive headquarters. Uh, John and Nick are joining me remotely online sadly john's been a wee bit under the weather recently so we had to rejig her christmas plans this year but john you do seem to be feeling a bit better now just don't
1: you? just a little bit but um still a few days away from me being a full full health uh, doing the right thing it's not covid don't worry but it is a chest infection yeah. so just staying away for everyone's benefit so apologies to everyone yeah. for making this uh, a recorded thing but it was for the best
0: not at all, and I'm sure everybody will send their best wishes to you as well, everybody's understanding. There's a lot of bad colds going about at yeah. the minute, I had one myself a few weeks I mean, ago, the, so I mean, The
1: sympathy mail, the the flowers that have been left outside my flat and everything, it's been wonderful <laughs> so far, thank you. <laughs> so,
0: yes, Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they have, You're, you keep telling yourself <laughs> that. Yeah. All right, And and, and Mr Twick how are you? Yeah, I'm
2: doing well, thanks very much. It's, uh, I've managed to survive this pandemic so far without uh,
0: actually catching anything. Goods, and listen, it's always good to have you with us as well, it always adds something special yeah. to the podcast when you come along, so we're, we're delighted to have you here, uh, for the benefit of those listening, and, and you know we like to do things a wee bit differently at Christmas, I'll just give you a quick rundown, uh, we've got one or two new features uh, this year so the main thing really is we're going to do a few top 10 chart rundowns so we're going to talk mm-hmm. about our top 10 podcasts for the year uh, the top 10 web pages that we've got on the website as well There's a few surprises in there that John would probably think are right I was a bit surprised mm-hmm. and a few on our social media uh, feeds as well so the couple of social media feeds we've got the top 10 posts from the year and there were a few surprises in there um, we're going to do uh, some news reviews from 2021 so we've each chosen a sort of major story from the year that we're going to talk about and have a wee discussion on we're then going to talk about our favorite sections of the road or motorway network or, or even a junction or two and uh we're also going to talk about things we don't like oh. so much on the road yeah. is there because such a, a thing we've been saying well you know some people may saying "Oh, well, you always say all these nice things well, what don't you like? just so <laughs> yes exactly okay. so we've, we've included them as well we've got a couple of listener questions
1: I think, all in all, that sounds like a reasonably decent podcast. Certainly does. Plenty to talk about and a great way to kind of see the year off, so.
0: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You're absolutely right, John. Okay, let's get straight into it then. Uh, Mr. Twig, why don't you go first with your new story for the year?
2: Uh, I'm going to to sort of
0: slightly cheat a bit, so maybe I wasn't the best one to go first for this one. However, I'm (laughs) going
2: to talk... Not at all. uh, I'm going to talk about the Spaces for People. Yeah.
0: Sort of okay. That's so a very interesting policy. it started yeah. in 2020, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. just at the start of the whole global pandemic, and it was just designed to give people a bit more space and arrange for social distancing for folks so they could still maintain their exercise and, and still get out and about while still giving a proper distance between folk. My big thing yeah. this year, though, is the more permanent adoption of the spaces for people that you're starting to see. So instead of just having a couple of traffic cones that have flung down, they've actually went to Phil Hogg and they've started painting proper lines on the road. They've started putting in proper traffic calming and traffic segregation measures, and they've spent quite a good bit of money on it. And it's nice to see that local authorities across Scotland and indeed across the UK are taking it to heart and actually doing something decent with it and in the vast majority of cases putting in a good bit of effort and thought into how it actually works and integrating it with other other different travel types. Um, There has been some examples that that hasn't really worked out well. But for the most part, I think local authorities have have taken the feedback on board and it's working, it's working all right. You certainly see an uptick in people taking or using renewable transport, i.e. cycles, uh, you know, more spaces for walking and stuff. Glasgow City Centre still has areas closed off to traffic, which I think has helped. You know, some parts of it, some folk are are not too happy with it and think it's a decreasing amount of traffic that's coming into the the city centre, but it encourages more Mm -hmm. sustainable travel, i.e. train travel, you know, cycling in that type of thing.
0: Yeah, and and you know there's other examples of its use as well and, and one of the ones that surprised me was in Strathclyde Park where there was a long section of the original footway that was barely a metre and a half wide and, and North Warwickshire Council applied for, for spaces for people funding and got it and they actually widened that to three metres so you've got that standard three metre shared footway now around quite a, a large section of the sort of northwest corner oh. of the log so that was a, that was a huge improvement. Um so yeah, I agree with you. Much more space for people cycling and walking mm-hmm. um in there. So that's a good that was a good example for me. I saw some of the ones in Glasgow actually at last weekend when I was in. Uh but I will admit I've barely been in the city centre in the last twelve yeah. months, um, working from home and the like. There's there's not been much need, so I was quite surprised, particularly around about the St Vincent place, you know, area up Buchanan yeah. Street.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of those um it's all like extended the pavements out using it's almost like decking material that we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. that sort of extended the pavements out. And, you know, it's good for restaurants. It's good for pubs. We don't really have the climate for it in Scotland. But yeah. in the nice days when we do have it, it works out pretty well. You know, it, it, a little bit of fresco dining, a little bit of fresco uh, when you're out and about and having a nice uh, pint in the outside. You know, it's it,
1: it can be nice, <laughs> a bit different. For those, those two days yeah. a year that that might happen, of course. <laughs> yes. I think um, it was Billy Conley. And- it was a like
2: summer. It was a Wednesday this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, I've got, yeah. I've got a few not, opinions not to, to say about uh, spaces for people, um, to be honest. So you've been quite complimentary I th- I thought you ma-
0: I thought you might, John.
1: Well, the, the <laughs> thing is, um, I actually agree with these schemes whenever they're done in regard like Strathclyde Park was actually a good example last year, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have yep. any of these spaces for people schemes that never come at a premium to road space. Uh, such as you know, better footways and areas and stuff like that. But where it's winding a lot of people up, um I'm, I'm just going to be on side of all the angry Facebook comments for a second. Is that is okay. that it, people feel that you know they've put all these measures in, and everyone was cycling during the lockdowns and doing these things. But then, as the weather turned and, and society began to open back up again, um people just got back in their cars and the bikes went in the garages and. You know, there was, there was a road deck in Pollock that was used to be dual two, and it's now down to one each way, and there's queues for miles and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And Nick, you touched on it. You said some of them, they haven't really worked. Um, the councils have had to go back and have a look at it, um, to be honest with you. But it, it's a chicken and an egg problem, I feel, with these things. What do you yeah. do? Do you provide the, all the infrastructure and no one's using it, and eventually they'll they'll come through and use it because it's there? Or do you leave it as it is until people loads everyone's on bikes and then you can justify having it? Yeah, it's, so.
2: it's it's a difficult position for the council to be in because it was almost mm. untested them having to do this and, and adopt a whole new model. Because I think right at the very start, people are trying to compare the spaces for people campaigns to like so what you get in Holland, mm. where you get a nice big cycle ways and you get a lot of there's a, a large proportion of the population that use cycles to get about, and we don't really have that in the UK, let alone. It's, it's
1: a cultural thing as well. I I think yeah. sometimes, yeah. and
2: I don't know if this might be the start of the cultural shift or cultural change that we're trying to bring in. But could be exactly yep. as you say. The weather plays a really big part in it because people are happy to go out and cycle when it's nice weather, even just a wee bit breezy. When you start to get our winters, it's it's going to be absolutely horrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, Nick, you you yourself you have a bike. Uh, I do. Yeah, I am a I'm cycle. A... Um, from time to time and I was going to say do you ever do it in like in winter like when it's yes. quite slushy uh, and even snow do you, do you still go out on the bike
2: yes it is absolutely horrid um, I, I like to, I, <laughs> I like to call myself a fair weather cyclist because I normally if I look out and there's a cloud I'm like nah, that's it not for me today yeah. um, but no I have started to get out when it's a bit poor on the weather and yeah as long as you've got the right clothes for it it's doable, but that then impacts on the total cost for somebody going cycling. It's all right for me to shovel on the weatherproofs and, you know, the, the jacket and stuff and go out. But for somebody that's just picking up a bike, they might not have all that extra gear and they might not have all that extra stuff that they can use when they go out and about, so they're going to get absolutely soaked. So, of course, they're not going to use to go to work. Who wants to go to work when they're absolutely drenched all the way through after having a 10-mile cycle? Oh. Not everybody's
1: you know? work have showers either.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We... It's a
2: difficult place for people to be in with it.
0: Yeah. I think there's only one motorway overbridge affected in Glasgow. I know that uh, Dunbrek Road uh, had a lane taken out on the westbound side um, so that people going between Bella Houston and Polk Park have a wider footway across the motorway there. So if you're, I, never you know, noticed,
1: Back I
0: never noticed that in Yeah, and uh, it's still temporary at the minute, but my understanding is that Glasgow City Council have decided to make that one permanent mm. as well. Yeah, I think there was issues when so that
2: I first went in because there was traffic coming off the motorway um, from the 77 mm-hmm. on it. And I think... The way they'd initially laid it out, you effectively had two lanes coming up the motorway to turn left. Um, yeah. However, they'd completely blocked off lane one and hadn't put any advanced mm-hmm. uh, cones or anything on the motorway for it. Yeah. So you had people all sort yeah. of coming up. Then, couldn't, Again, that's just down to the whole not really appreciating or not really linking everything in. But yeah. it has got substantially better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely getting better as they go. Um, If you're ever looking for for something interesting to read, I suggest looking at some of the debates that are going on down in London at Mm -hmm. the minute, about some of their equivalents down there. Uh, There's vast areas of people that are kicking up um, a big fuss about some of the streets being blocked off. Yeah, these are are ones where they're
1: completely closed streets almost in some cases and just turn them into car-free kind of zones, uh, if if you know what I mean. But. There you go, but I think in some ways is whenever you're doing these things, tags you need to actually join them all up together. If you can yeah. think of an yeah. analogy, being a motorway, if you only built bits of motorway everywhere, and that kind of has been the case, and then in between them it was just two way traffic, you wouldn't have a good system. Yeah. These things do actually need to be networks. I sound like I'm advocating yeah. more of them here, but I'm just saying <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna build something, build it right. I've heard plenty of cyclists yeah. and people say is I don't use the cycle lane because it only goes for 200 yards. Yeah. and then I run into a parked car, or it's too narrow and they don't clean it. Do, it, do it properly, you know, so.
0: Yeah, and of course there are areas as well where there are continuous lengths of cycleway, mm-hmm. decent lengths, and you still see the hardcore cyclists in the road. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of one near me where there is a dedicated cycleway um, at the side of the carriageway and you never see a cyclist in it, they're always sitting in the road, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's a couple of miles long, you know, so you, you do get that as well, you know, what's yeah, the like, get-
1: you know that's something for our road police and colleagues to step in and say that's it come on now you know (laughs) oh you're just you're just vying for a fight tonight (laughs) no no No, it's it's, it's a difficult
2: position to be in for for everybody you know for for councils especially and try to get it they joined up think it would be amazing if that could work but given the, the way that our cities and towns have been built they've never been built with this type of infrastructure in mind you know, so mm. yeah. converting it into something like this would be extremely difficult. It's going to come at the expense of somebody. It's either the expense of the road users or oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Pedestrians or, or, or whatever. Um it's it's it is difficult. I mean a lot of the time it removes parking
2: spaces. Yeah.
1: So that's that's something that people often get antsy about. But yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I t- I tried to pick an easy topic and I think I've just started a flame war.
1: No, I think it's a very good topic. In yeah. fact it's something we've not even yeah. spoken about before, so
0: it is, and it's something that'll be interesting to come back in 20, 2022 uh, and see how much it's moved forward mm. as well, because as you said Nick, there is a big focus on that, and uh, there will be more of them. I know there's many yeah. more of them coming in Glasgow, and no doubt some of the other adjacent local authorities will probably jump on it mm. as well. So so John,
1: you better get used to it, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's why I keep saying to people about electric vehicles. People moan about them, and I'm just like, well, it's just the teething problems you have, but they, they're going to yeah. come. You may as well get used to them, you know. That's
0: very true, so. very true. Anyway, okay, Nick, that was a good one. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that one and see how, how it develops. Uh, Mr. Hassel, mm-hmm. coming to you then, what's your big story of 2021? So this
1: was the um, review that, that had taken place over... It's, it's nothing to do with Glasgow, I'm afraid, so um, some of our yeah, listeners yeah. are elsewhere. It's about the A96. So um, yeah. the Scottish government kind of, with the... With, um, they they kind of deal with the greens, but we're, we're doing a review of the the entire A96. Um, and I'm kind of quoting bits from an article in the Scotsman here. So so to, so just for some context,
0: yeah. this is the dueling proposal. So the proposal was that the entire A96 between Aberdeen and Inverness would be upgraded to expressway standard dual carriageway. Um, that some some sections are a bit more developed than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, John, there was also an announcement a review. Um, so, so you've got some up to date info yeah. then on, on how this is yeah, going?
1: The, um no, f- thanks for kind of summarising that because it's, one way is is this, was, this is actually an enormous project because there's actually not yeah. that much dual carriageway between these two cities, but it's always been a contentious issue for, for folk who've lived in the northeast, including myself, who've been there, have wanted to yeah. see improvements to the A96. Um, so it it really says here that. Um, more 20 mile an hour zones that's how this starts it's never going to be great by 2025 and a review of the environmental impact of the dueling of the A96 between Inverness and Aberdeen by the end of next year form part of the kind of government's power sharing deal announced so what what they're wanting to do instead is see that funding is redirected away from from the huge capital costs of, of um, dueling the A96 and to go into things like kind of making Uh, Road charging schemes that they want to set up, 20 mile an hour zones, these are things, and upgrade to public uh, transport infrastructure. Sorry, Um, and kind of uh, there's also talk about redirecting some of that funding to railway lines, between like one from Aberdeen to Fraserburgh and Peterhead. I don't know if you've heard about that. Um, So that I mean, some of these alternatives, yeah, I I, you know I'm not a fan of road user charging. I think it's a horrible, it's mean spirited thing. but the, the railway line upgrades, I'm, I'm always for, to be honest with you, with these things. Um, Transform Scotland, a kind of campaign group who are vociferously against any new road building, uh, who always kind of, with any scheme that comes forward, they, they said, well, how how better could this cash be spent elsewhere um, in, in investing in public transport? So that's really been the issue. So they've put yeah. this big review into it. Um and they've kind of got this distinct position, the Greens and, and Transform uh, Scotland, of, of opposing the road scheme, which is still on, you know, a promise to be completed by uh, the 20, 2030s.
0: Okay, so you you know a lot about this project because you've had some interest in it for a while. Mm-hmm. What is the primary reason for, or the primary justification for the joining of the road in the first place?
1: It's to do with safety. Uh, there have been a number of, serious and fatal accidents on parts of the A96 over the years that have been a justification factor for, for improving safety on the road. The other thing is um, is more of a political statement that I feel is is part of this, but they've, they've wanted to have dual carriageway connections between all major cities in in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Improving that, the, the, the other reason, a tertiary reason, some detail here is the A96 has a lot of towns that it goes through, such as Keith, Elgin, Nairn, um, none of these towns bypassed. um, So bypasses would be incorporated, part of this as well. Of course, as you say, it's this big expressway type road. So those are some of the reasons they want to do it.
0: And and am I right in saying that that the section between Inverness and Nairn in particular is one that's been spoken about for a long, long time? That's right.
1: So that that one's in in a more advanced stage. Um, In my personal opinion... um, if they're going to do anything, they should do that section because of the levels of traffic that you see on there. Nairn is a, is a very mm-hmm. large dormitory for Inverness and the amount of people going yeah. through there and stuff like that. So even if they wanted to can the rest of it, um, uh, you know, and the outcome of the review, that section I feel is, is the most important. So they'd have a Nairn bypass and a high-quality yeah. kind of dual carriage in Inverness, and that would improve connections to the airport as well.
0: Yeah, and there is some dual carriageway at the eastern end of the that, road as well, isn't there? That's
1: right. So Duncan's got all the details on these, but unfortunately we do not have Duncan here. So, uh, Well, we have a, I believe we have an E 96 podcast we, lined up for next do, year. We do, and it's going to be a doozy, boys and girls. So make sure you <laughs> you, you tune in for that. Um, but yes, they, okay. do, they, have, they, they do have some dual carriageway. It goes from kind of like Dyson at Aberdeen out towards Inverurie. Then that was done in the 1990s.
0: Yeah, and that connects in with the new Aberdeen bypass as well, doesn't yes. it? And then there's the there's the upgrade as well, the roundabouts at it Hodigan roundabout? Yes, Hodigan roundabout, which yep. is yeah, the
1: bypass yep. that they're
0: putting um, in for that. So, so I know there's some works up there as well. So yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what the review comes up with there. Okay. Um, will it go ahead? Will parts of go ahead? Will you know will it be downgraded? I think hopefully by the, again, by this time next year it could be worth coming back and revisiting that topic. Uh, yeah, We should hopefully be a bit clearer on that. Uh, and I think the sister project to this is obviously the dueling of the A9, yes. and that's already been clarified that that's all happening as, as originally planned, I believe. Mm. So, yeah, well, who knows? We'll, we'll come back to this one again. No, Yeah, it'll be interesting um, to see what
1: happens. I mean, you know my, my feelings on these things. They're coming from somewhere. I'd, I always yeah. want to see road improvements. But the jury is out on the a 96 6 particularly if, if if it requires dueling from, from end to end. A lot of people, just to play devil's advocate here, do say that actually a lot of the journeys between Inverness and Aberdeen are not end to end. It's more people hopping from the town to town. So maybe it should be more incremental improvements in areas and just bypasses here. And there.
0: Yeah. OK, very interesting, John. Uh, I-, I look forward to that A96 podcast sure. as well. No doubt you and Duncan will have a lot of interesting facts and figures. It'll just, it just be
1: Duncan, uh, here, as he's done the legwork on this.
0: <laughs> yeah, interesting. I know we have some images of the eastern section. Uh, was that done in the 90s? Yes, that's
1: right. Did yeah, you see yeah. that? Uh, 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 time.
0: Some of the Scott Wilson collection that we have. Mm. I know there's some images in there from some Quinture, of the- producers Black, uh, Dice. Contour. Yeah. That's it, mm. yeah. Uh, so, aye. Right, we'll try and get some of them shared around about the same time. Yeah, I like these
2: series, okay. specialist podcasts. I really like them because that's not a road that I'm going to get to drive that frequently, so actually having a, a discussion have you, about yeah.
1: it. Have you never been up there, Nick?
2: Mm-hmm. I have been up there, but last time I was up there I was possibly
1: four, four or five years ago, I think now.
2: Oh, right. Okay. So it was, um, yeah, a long while ago.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny because obviously I grew up around it, but no, I mean, I remember Stuart uh, and I, Voychek, we actually drove the full length of it a number of years ago, so.
0: Yeah. It was interesting, mm. it was an interesting road, an interesting experience, uh, even seeing the Inveramsey improvement that came along a few years ago, that was interesting to see as well, where they straightened a bit of the road out and yeah. went over the railway line I think, didn't they? They yeah. did that because it was mm-hmm.
1: traffic lights there, it was a little bridge, a masonry arch bridge, it yeah. was only wide enough for obviously um, one lane, so that was often yeah. quite bad at peak time. so that was a good little improvement. Yeah. See, sometimes small targeted improvements is just what you need.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Make a difference, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting, right? But well, we're definitely going to come back mm-hmm. on that one then as well, and we'll, we'll see how it develops. Be interesting to keep the keep the ears open on that. If anybody's got any questions or queries in the A ninety six and in advance of that podcast recording, feel free to send yep. them in. We'll be happy to answer them and cover the topic in a bit more detail with Duncan. Uh, okay, coming to me then. I I've gone with something a bit different. The big news for me okay. uh, was a local authority thing, uh, and, and I've had a look at the the city deal progress in the Glasgow city region in particular. Um, and, and the one I've chosen was the, the the Ravenscraig North Warnershire Council projects that were finally given the go-ahead this year. Uh, so for, for those who perhaps don't know what North Warnershire Council is promoting as part of their city deal, infrastructure improvements. It's basically a new road connecting the M74 at Junction 6 with the M8 at Junction 6. And then a the new road that bypasses to the east of Chapel Hall, Airdrie, and up towards Stand and some of the villages north of Airdrie, eventually rejoining the A73, just where the existing dual carriageway comes to an end. So it's basically being delivered in three stages. So we have got the East Airdrie Link Road, I mentioned there, we have the duelling of the A723 from the Chapel Hall junction of the M8, that's Junction 6A, all the way down to the Ravenscraig site at Carfin. The existing dual carriageway then comes along for, for a mile or so, and then there's a new section of dual carriageway being built directly southwest um, out of the site at Ravenscraig, joining Airbus Road at the top of the existing dual carriageway in Motherwell. That's just next to the Civic Centre. And then from there, the dual carriageway continues down towards Strathclyde Park. And that final 200 yards at the bottom of the hill will finally be dualed as well. So basically, we'll have a continuous dual carriageway between the M74 and the M8. Um, okay, urban in nature, yeah. um, but an alternative all the same. And then we'll then have a single carriageway dual two bypass, sorry, single two bypass, um, of Airdrie and others, all the way up to the 73 So that should be a fast link. So basically, if you think back to some of those greater Glasgow transportation study projects we've spoken about in the past, Cumbernauld to Hamilton Motorway <laughs> has almost came along uh, in, in a new yeah. kind of fashion, in a revised fashion. It's almost in the same corridor. Um, you know, they recognised in 1965 that the, we needed to improve links between the central Lancashire towns on a north to south basis. So at the moment, I mean, the Airdrie, Motherwell, big towns in North Lanarkshire. very difficult to get between the three of them. Yeah. Uh, if you're going north to south, okay, you can go west on the M8, up the M73 and the like, but that's no ideal. And the council's recognised that, and that's one of the things they're pushing. Likewise, the access to the Ravenscraig site as well is a big thing for them because it's one of the largest brownfield sites in the country been a lot of development already but to really unlock that they know that they're going to have to improve the connections to get in and out of the site at the minute can be a bit of a pain particularly at peak times uh, so this new section of dual carriageway which actually will act as a bit of an eastern bypass of Motherwell Town Centre as well um, will make a make a big difference so that was finally given the approval the approval this year I think it's £120 million. Is what's been committed there. The first sections run about the Ravenscraig site have been given planning permission. The funding's all been approved so by 2025 the section between the M74 and the M8 should be open and operational. The, the work on the railway bridge below the west coast mainline is due to kick off in early 2022 mm. uh, and I had a look at the North Lanarkshire Council website the other day and they're pretty keen uh, to move forward as quickly as possible so Network Rail are going to be delivering that rail bridge on their behalf. So, hopefully, that'll all go smoothly, and then the other bits and bobs will come along. Next. This is a
1: big scheme. I know it's close to your heart as well, Stuart. Yeah. No coincidence you picked it because you are somewhere in that vicinity. Um, yeah. To be honest, but um, one of the things is you said this as a local authority. Um, yeah, this yeah. is a massive local authority scheme, as far as local authority schemes go. Um, it, yes. It's kind of on on, yeah. on on. I mean, the equivalent size and cost and things like that. It's you wouldn't be surprised to see something like that under kind of something that some of the, the scottish government would actually do um
0: yeah.
1: oh, it's, it's on that scale there. now i agree with you particularly on the airdrie component of this right because that's the section that i find this really really needed um it's awful going through airdrie and it will bring so many oh, kind yeah. of environmental improvements there in the town of Airdrie because you won't have all these um these HTVs and all these vehicles interchanging between the m80 and the yeah. m8 anymore
0: And, you know, some forward thinking as well, because the route that it's going to take to the east of Airdrie Mm. actually now ties in with the site of the New Monklands Hospital. So they announced last year or earlier this year that it was going to move to the eastern Moffat site, which is between Airdrie and Plains. So this new road actually will tie in with that and provide improved access to that area as well. So for once we actually were we had some joined up thinking. Good. Um, you know, so, so there will be some wider benefits and it'll allow them to downgrade the existing A seventy-three through Chapel Hall and Airdrie and open that up, like as Nick says, for like spaces for people type schemes, you know, wider footways for people, cycle ways and the like and all that through north to south traffic of which there is a lot by the way because every time they do surveys they still find that a significant proportion of hgvs use the a73 despite the fact that the m73 has been there for so many years but the a73 still has the facilities you've got the big truck stop at Rigside. Mm. there's other service areas along the route as well you snack vans and all these sorts of things where these guys say sees it to come and stop in a way by there nothing like that on the m73 and the services on the m74 particularly north of abington are not particularly great let's be honest mm. so it's understandable is, so, is there a reason yeah, that that
2: scheme could, took so well, long for it to actually be developed and actually put into place as well i've as you know, I've started working out in uh, north and south Lanarkshire and that's the one thing that I've noticed a really big difference with see trying to get between the towns. And, and not oh, not as yeah. so much airdready down there like some other well, exactly what you're talking about the other more remote towns as well. It it can be a nightmare mm-hmm. at times it's you know, it's yeah. quite difficult to try and town hop if you like. Mm.
0: Yes. Again, this comes back to the to the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study and, and local government reorganisation. So back in the sixties, when all the various counties had come up with their own proposals, they all had their own schemes to deliver, and that Cumbernauld to Hamilton motorway was part of the County of Lanark. Likewise, the Motherwell Wishabell Bellhill Expressway that was all part of that. When Strathclyde came in in seventy five, and all the funding arrangements changed, and there was less of it, you know, going around because of the economic situation, these schemes were the ones that fell fell in the pecking order. You know, they prioritised the M77 and the M80 steps bypass mm-hmm. and the A737 and all these big major strategic routes. So all the routes that were basically classified as being of local or regional importance kind of fell away. Kafkin Relief Road is a great example of one that was just supposed to kick off in 1973, cancelled at the last minute because of funding issues. And it took them until 20, what, 15, 16 to actually get that built yeah. and open to traffic, you know. Uh, so when the councils, the councils lost a lot of their clout and a lot of their money, crucially, that's why most of these schemes dropped off yeah. the radar. But if you try to go from Bells Hill to Wisher at peak times in North Lancashire, that's a nightmare. That's hell on yeah. earth. You know, yeah, really is. Wisher's
1: always quite a hard place to get to. You know? Yeah. It's tucked aye. away. It, it really yeah.
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. No good road, uh, you know, road access in or out. No direct yeah. connections to either of the motorways either, you know. So, yeah, I think the hope is that this new road will maybe make a bit, a, bit of a difference. Yeah. yeah. It
2: sort of begs the question as well, will it be... I know it's mainly the council that's dealing with it, but I'm guessing that the road and the relief load and everything's being built just now because of the amount of new housing developments are going in along yeah. that stretch of the road. Yeah, exactly. You know, are the private developers yeah. going to con- contribute to the cost of it, or is it just a case of, well, we'll put the houses in and...
0: Yeah. There's there's one example on that road on the E723. There's a big gyratory next to the crematorium mm-hmm. um, up, just up beyond uh, Hollytoon. Uh, and the big gyratory there that went into the Torrance Park development, that was developer-led. Uh, there, that was all funded by them and I could. funnily enough there's new footways and things going in there at the minute as well for that so aye there has been a bit of private uh, funding coming into it as well which is good to see yeah, yeah. all right okay uh, uh, we will do another one in the city deal next year John because yeah. there's been some developments in that road bridge between Renfrew and Clyde Bank there's the new footbridge between Govan and the uh, Transport Museum and there's one or two other things that have moved forward in East, East Colbride as well. Yeah, that, as we that
1: scheme that seems mm-hmm. to be going on forever through there is it Green Hills yes. Road, yeah. Green Hills yeah. Road widening, we yeah. Get that's getting hell of that. a long time. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, brilliant. There's also there's actually right. there's also not City Deal, but there's also the A77 Mabel Bypass as well.
0: Mabel Bypass as well, that's due mm. for completion imminently, I believe. Mm-hmm. So okay, brilliant. We'll cover that next year as well. Right, okay, gents. Thanks for that. Some interesting topics there. Uh, I think that's a good opportunity for us to to consider our first top ten chart rundown, not something we've done before. But there has been there've been a couple of questions from people, you know, just asking things like, uh, you know, how many people listen to your podcast? What are the most popular ones? You know, the people have got their own ideas about what they are and, and the like. But uh I thought, what well, why don't we actually dig out the stats. That's what that function's there for. See who's listening to what. See how well John's have done. See how
1: badly Duncans <laughs> have done. You know listen, if that whole <laughs>
2: podcast is the near the top, I'll be
1: disappointed. <laughs> Well, 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 I won't spoil anything, put it that way. Let's see what
0: happens. So what I've done is I've taken out the stats for the last two years. So basically everything from December 2019 uh, to, to today, basically, is covered in this, okay? Now, it wouldn't be a chart rundown without some proper chart rundown music, would it? So, you know, I've managed to, through some of my good friends uh, and contacts online, i managed to get some uh, vintage Top of the Pops chart rundown music from the 1980s, the best era for top of the pops in my opinion so john loves my music <laughs> selection so he's just gonna you know please yeah, please go yeah, gentle the face. on
1: these Stuart. i'm, I'm still unwell yeah, the, don't break my my spirit the face that it. i can see <laughs> yeah
0: okay so let's get to it then so this is the glasgow motorway archives top 10 podcasts for 2020 and 2021 at number 10 we have our interview with chris marshall of roads.org.uk that was back in March this year. John, that was quite a good I podcast, podcast. I loved that
1: podcast. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. Good guest.
0: Yeah, it went really mm. well. At number nine, we've got the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study, 55 years on. That was the one we recorded back in September this mm-hmm. year. Uh, that did very well. Uh, there was a lot of interest in that. I think, again, like those schemes where we mentioned, people were interested in the sort of non-motorway stuff that never came to life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number eight this one's a wee bit older podcast 28 why is the motorway built there that was back in may 2020 that was the one where we discussed comprehensive development oh and, uh, i remember that we, yeah. yes Ooh. yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah it was kind of a change in yep. the tone of a lot of the the, the, the reasoning of why the, the roads came yes and what we found out that was good
0: it, exactly that was a good podcast i enjoyed that one there was a lot of good research went into mm. that one uh at number seven We have the Erskine Bridge celebrating 50 years and that was from July this year. That was a very popular podcast. In fact, I think if we look at the figures on their own for 2021, I think that one's actually top for 2021. Mm -hmm. It's a really good podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good fun recording that. That was was an enjoyable one. Um, At number six, we have the A720 Edinburgh City Bypass. Love it or love it. (laughs) That was April 2020 I, I, that one stick.
1: I loved researching that because it gave me the the opportunity to, to actually draw a little map of the entire route and put where each scheme was and, and the dates by it I did enjoy yep. that one I did a lot of time exactly that
0: one went very well yeah yep. okay at number five we have famous Glasgow streets how the motorways <sighs> changed them and that was from August 2020 yeah That was another very well-researched podcast. John, you and I took certain roads and streets. We did, yeah. And I
1: just want to claim all the credit for coming up with the idea for that one. Because (laughs) I remember (laughs) suggesting it and thinking, this is going to be a nightmare. But no, it wasn't too bad. But there's so much more to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, at number four, we had traffic modelling the Glasgow Highway Plan. You remember when Chris Hunt came and joined think, us, and we and he'd modelled the highway I plan I really as part enjoyed of his that one. University submission. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed
2: that
1: one. Th- th- it was th- that thinking behind basically
0: it. Basically, showed there would be no congestion if the whole system had been mm-hmm. built.
1: Mm-hmm. Every everyone yep. who argues great- against road building should listen to that and then be eternally humbled. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was a great moment. Like. So uh, Yeah.
0: Good old Chris. Up. Okay. At number three, mm. we have
1: the Potholes Podcast. <laughs> yes. yeah.
0: Recorded just a few months ago, John, one of yours. That that was a very. It was. It's just podcast. a very
1: um, layman's overlook over it for anyone who who's an expert on the subject might think who's this basic guy, um, but no, it's just a very basic overview. And hopefully we will follow this up with an actual far more technical uh, uh, look at this subject by somebody who understands about pavement and things like that.
0: Yeah, most most definitely. Those guys at the ins institute of asphalt technology that we speak to now and again they should come on and talk about all that stuff they're the gurus on that okay at number two we have the kingston bridge 50th anniversary specials part one and two good very successful podcasts yeah Yeah, but again very enjoyable lots of new information revealed in them thanks to some of the guys we were speaking to at the time and the lead up to that anniversary we get some really good stuff coming through there um yeah wonderful really great anniversary as Hmm. well yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was a really good time. That was June 2020, of course. Okay, well, here we have it then. So at number one, the number one Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast for the last two years is... Drumroll. The A9, part oh. one. <laughs> and two from Duncan McKnight. I'm talking all about the route history of the road between Stirling and Inverness, and actually a wee bit north of that as well. Uh, recorded back in September of twenty. When I think, think so I think most, most of those
1: views are probably my dad listening to it and reheating it and listening to it again because he, he has a lot of opinions on that road, but there you go. I'm just going to yeah. say, I mean, the, the chart there, <laughs> I'm surprised. Um, Nick, you, you, <laughs> Nick you, you, you actually had a record for a while with one of your podcasts. You were very, very popular. He did. With one of them, but you've been knocked yeah. off the spot.
2: That no, that doesn't bother me at all. That's alright. There's, there's more app things to be to be talking about on here.
1: You've clearly been upsetting people. So, so, sorry, but, yeah. but in the yeah. so there we go. Okay. So that's
0: the first of our three top ten rundowns in this podcast. So, yeah, good. Again, John still looks absolutely shocked by some of those. <laughs> I, I was, admittedly myself when I I looked up some of the things. Should look at these stats more yeah. often. I think it's cheating a bit though,
2: because it's outside the Glasgow <laughs> network so you've got more people listening to it.
0: Oh, yeah. oh. Right.
1: He's got a point. Because we are
0: the premier roads website and, and, and podcast for the whole of Scotland these days <laughs> <laughs> right, ok on that note then I think we'll move on to our favourite sections of road or motorway or bridges or junctions or any favourite things that you guys have, Mr Hassel I know you will have picked out at least five of these things because I know what you're like, so I'm going to come to you first nice. and tell me, what is your favourite thing on the scottish road network
1: am i allowed to say something that's not trunk first because i have to yes two you, you
0: choose whatever you want to well, cast your idea, mind yeah. back
1: to a um particular podcast we've done about the north coast 500 mm-hmm. right and um previously i've been a big urban roads guy and stuff like that but um when i was kind of looking at some of these ones was actually that section of road through assets that goes down towards kyle skew so particularly Karskew Bridge, I've never been to it before, or not that I could remember going to it before, but that genuinely changed my life with how awesome that bridge was. Now, I know, Stuart, throughout your work, you've been to lots of bridges. I don't know if you've ever come across a particular footbridge or cattle creep or culvert that has changed your life in that way. But <laughs> I I actually um, love Karskew Bridge and that section there, and it was such yeah. an enjoy- enjoyable drive. I, I really, really mm-hmm. liked that. So, yeah, that's that's one of them.
0: Okay. Uh, t- what would your favourite junction be in Scotland?
1: Well, my, well you know this though. It's still White Inch. It'll always be White Inch. Still after all white Inch these years, it's still White Inch. Do you know tell people where that is. People might so White know. Inch uh, Junction is just north of the of the Clyde Tunnel. It's on the north approach to the Clyde Tunnel. It's, it's where the um, A739, uh, which is about Shagare Avenue, in, interchanges with um, the A814, which is the end of the Clydeside Expressway. Um, why do why i love it well we've covered it so many times it's all just over two levels it's all free-flowing um it's all it's all a bit tight and wacky but it's built in such a way to kind of minimize the 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 impact on the area when, the, when they've done it to save certain buildings apart of, of victoria park as well so um okay I, I love it okay. i still love it to this day and i'm very excited whenever i get to go right i feel like i'm tying a massive set of shoelaces when i go around all these loops um to be honest yeah. but I, I do have some close runners up um now that i'm a, a kind of denizen of livingston i've got to say i'm, I'm an absolute yeah. massive lover of of and to change the one of Cousland, two yeah. remaining leaves in the uk and i live right next to it i'm so lucky um uh, and i should say thanks to barry old at that point for supplying some construction photos of that, that change recently thank you barry yeah. i enjoy, i enjoyed that very much although i'm very recently living here but uh i, I did enjoy that yeah so, so that was Peter Linden
0: Company who built a couple of those bridges through there. So it was, uh, it was good to, good to see those. So thanks to Barry for them. John, you're not off the hook yet. I will come back sure. to you. I'm going to go to Mr. Twig first, uh, and, and ask him, uh, about his favorites. So Nick, come on. Favorite section of yeah, road. But I've got a couple. First
2: one, okay. the A83 up at Cairn oh, just at Butterbridge. Okay. There's a part yeah. just where you come up past, if, as if you're heading up towards, like, the Dunoon, you come down mm-hmm. towards an area called Dunoon Road and you come up past Lock Resto. And you've got a slight, yep. you know, left and right hand bend, and then you got that sweeping downhill gradient that takes in a nice big sweeping left hand bend. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, absolutely brilliant. It's okay. one of the best bits of driving that you, that you get on that stretch of road. The views are absolutely magnificent. It just looks phenomenal. You come round that corner and it just opens up, and you get a look all the way down, and then round to the left, just past Butterbridge. That's definitely up
0: there. Okay. Brilliant! That's a that's a surprising yep. one. I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, if I was to ask you what your favourite bridge was in Scotland, what would you I say? That for was? Erskine. Yeah, it's it's a toss yeah, up. Between,
2: yeah. well, it's a toss up. Between, mm-hmm. Well, it's a toss up between Erskine and uh, Kingston. Both, okay. of good, uh, both of them have got the. Both of them are well strategically placed. Of course, it cost them an absolute fortune. That's why that's why they are they're there where they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I really like Erskine Bridge. Also, really like the Kingston Bridge wish it was a bit more accessible, I, I, you know, in between all the lanes. I yeah. know why it's been closed off and I know why everything's yeah. been done there. Um wish it was a bit easier to get from lane to lane on it, if the, the diversions yeah. are there. It
0: doesn't stop people. Everybody knows yeah. why bits are closed off and that we tell them, enough, but it still, doesn't stop them from moaning every time we post a photo that shows it before the barrier. Went well, in. See, the easy,
2: <laughs> see, see the easiest way i found to describe and focus to why that barrier's there. See where the M77 merges with the M74. Yeah. Heading as if you're um, heading eastbound, or sorry, southbound on the M74, it'll be northbound in M77, just at that merge at junction 22. Yeah. Yep. Watch the traffic there at peak time. You yes. see the weaving mm-hmm. and how it just almost comes to a halt when there's absolutely no need for it yep. to do so. Mm. That's exactly what yep. would happen in the Kingston Bridge.
0: Oh, definitely. And that's what was happening back in the 90s when they, when they, they realised when the barrier was in as part of the works that it had such a beneficial effect mm-hmm. you know, on, on, on the overall thing. And anytime they do restrict that further, it actually improves traffic flows. When they upgraded the boville Street off-ramp back in 2008-2009, um, there was actually cam- campaigns in the Evening Times for them to keep the cones on the road because it improved the situation so mm-hmm. much. So I think that's the only time there was ever actually people asking for the, the cones to stay on the road. <laughs> you have at so, that yeah. normally.
1: Crazy times.
0: Sometimes traffic control makes a bit of difference, exactly. Yeah. All right, okay, Nick, thanks for that. Okay, Mr. Hassel, yeah. this is a quick fire question for you. And I want you to give the first answer that comes into your mind. Mm-hmm. I want you to take 10 seconds to think about it. What would you say
1: your favourite road sign is? Road sign? It's the falling rock sign. Road sign. All right, okay. No, no, actually, I don't have a close other one, right? It's the one that... No, I said first thing Then you mind. I, I do like the Fallen rock sign. I do like the falling, falling Rocks sign, but I have I love, it,
2: I love it, so just before we go to the next one, what are you meant to do with that information about Fallen Rocks?
1: Well, avoid the rocks. I mean, you see them coming, you're like, oh, no, I just love the Fallen Rocks sign. As a kid, I, I really do like it. But no, there is one on the A66 which has a tank on it. Um, oh, yes. I've, I've mm-hmm. always liked that one. It's just because I've driven past that one quite recently. So, but no, Following Rocks, yeah, okay, number one. I love it.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Get very excited by that one. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, brilliant. Um, I, I, I can't follow up on that one. That, that was such a, a, an inspired choice. Okay. I feel like I. What I will tell you is what my favourite section was, is, I'm disappointed in you guys for choosing these rural solutions and, and options. I mean, goodness sake. I mean, I'm so disappointed in you. So I'm going to go with two. The first one I would go with has to be the M74 Completion. Yeah, coming north on the M74, heading towards the city centre, particularly after Kevcat Road, where you have that stunning view and vista of the south of the city centre looking right across, and you can see beyond um, up to the hills and the Camp Seas and the Kilpatrick Hills in the distance. So you know something? I'm slimming. going to give
2: you that one because there's nothing better than when you're coming along the 77 and glance off to your right and you see, is it the Central College of Glasgow? I can never remember the name of yeah. it, it's got the People Make Glasgow sign on it, mm. which you can yeah, see yeah. just mm-hmm. as you're driving over the 74 That's yeah, just the Ellington Street, Ellington Toll. Yeah,
0: the the old College of Building in yeah. um, oh, Hanover Street. Yeah, that is a good one. That is a good one. All right, uh, the second one I would have to go for would be the north flank of the Inner Ring Road. Um, again, I, I find that quite quite stunning. You, again, you get good views of the city centre, but it's just that classic Scott Wilson design, typical Glasgow urban motorway. Um, yeah, very enjoyable, very enjoyable. Um, Nick, do you have a favourite roadside?
2: Uh, I'm to go to the Welcome to Scotland sign, No, oh, coming up the seventy-four.
1: How, pa- how patriotic of
2: you? You, you? you just know, as soon as you come up to that sign, you're like, that's it, right. Not that long to go now. <laughs> Nearly home.
1: Oh, right, I see. So it's not for patriotic reasons. It's purely for logistical reasons. So Pretty much, to get yeah. home. That's it. Um, Stuart, that sign, the Welcome to Scotland sign, which you do see at the borders, yeah. I, I don't know when they went in, but I do believe it was my company uh, who had a hand in the design and erection of some of these, was it not?
0: Interesting. Uh, I think you're right there. Yes, mm. I think I think so. If you go back a bit, some of the landscaping in the walls and things that can no longer be seen, incidentally, because of the grass and grown around about it. Yeah, there was a lot of improvements done there a few a few years ago. Yep, there um, you go. Okay. So. I think then at that point we will go back to our chart rundown. Ooh. Okay. And this time we are going to discuss our top 10 social media posts for 2021. Okay. Let's cue up that music again because it just really adds to the atmosphere. Uh, there's going to be some real surprises in this. Uh, this was difficult to get these figures together actually because Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, they don't really allow you to pull out, you know, uh, your stats that are based solely on likes and reactions. You get a lot of impressions and things like that, but I did the best I can. Okay. Anyway, at number ten, we have from the tenth of October this year, fourth road bridge under construction. Um, it's the one where they, they, they're just starting to to work on the deck, working out so the big towers are in place. Stunning image, tenth of October. Feel free to go back and have a look. That had three hundred and fifteen likes on Facebook alone, wow. and I put up to almost five hundred when mm. you take Twitter into the mix. Three hundred, so that's a very good one. Yeah,
1: it's good.
0: Yeah, at number nine. We have the M90 Kinross Bypass, and this was shared only a week or so ago, back on the 13th of December um, of this year. 350 likes on Facebook, and over 500 when you include Twitter as well. That was that one with a stunning image of the, the concrete carriageway, uh, just a Kinross there, so that was really good to see. That that came courtesy of Duncan, so yeah. thanks for that. Uh, another one of Duncan's at number 8, the Dormach Bridge and the A9. Uh, That was a good uh, image he'd sent. us a few drone images from that one, if you remember. This was shared back in the 27th of August this year. That was the bridge's 30th anniversary, in fact. Uh, 365 likes on Facebook and, uh, and almost 600 when you encode Twitter in the mix and Instagram as well. So pretty impressive. I'm
2: liking where these figures are going, if these are the high numbers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Number seven, John, one close to your heart. Back on the 13th of October, you shared that image of the Clyde Tunnel with the two double-deckers <laughs> oh, side-by-side yeah. side at the portal. Yeah, 393 likes on Facebook and over 100 likes on Twitter and Instagram, taking it well up over the, 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 the 600, I think, when you included all the various things. So that that was really good to see as well. Yeah. Um, I remember there yeah, being some num-
1: some funny business with dates on that, but, yeah, no, it's good to see yeah. where it, it went so well.
0: No, that, that did really well, yeah. Um, number six, that was the Erskine photo that we shared. Now, this was the one that the, the, the guy had shared with us uh, just running about the anniversary. This was in the 3rd of July, the day after. And there was a chap had shared the photo, I think it was either from his grandfather or something, looking at the Barton Road colour image, and right above the shops and all the people on the street, the bridge is starting to span out across the road. Um, so we shared that one. Uh, that had over four hundred and twenty-six likes on Facebook, and, and it was approaching seven hundred when I included the other platforms in there as well. Mm. Absolutely phenomenal image. Yeah. Uh, number five was from the thirty-first of January. this year That was the Baird Street image. When you're looking east towards Castle Street, and the one where the St. Rock's High School is now on the bit in the corner, but mm. there's old tenements and stuff like that. Great image. I reshared that just the other week there, and it, it did very well again. Um, again, another one, uh, way over 400. Uh, that was 427 likes on that one. Uh, well over the 700 when you include the other platforms in there. So, you know, it's, we're creeping up. There's a few here that are all running about the same level. Because at number four, shared on the 3rd of February this year, was the image of Alexandra Parade, where it meets Wishop Street in March of 1968. This is the one looking east. Towards Deniston, one with the old barrels that are acting as traffic management on the road. And Wait, that the terminus of the end. Who shared
1: that one? Because I'm pretty sure I shared something like that similar. I just want to oh, claim all the credit. Oh, you, yeah.
0: you you take the credit. I think for that I one. done I one as, as well. that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I,
2: I, th- I think I, I think I had the worker standing at that point smoking yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah, there's some pretty good ones. Anyway, that had 430 likes on Facebook uh, and another couple of hundred elsewhere. Um, So, yep, did phenomenally well. That's been reshared since as well. At number three, from the third of July this year, we have the Clyde Tunnel anniversary, and this is the image taken inside the tunnel as it looked. We're looking through the north, looking north through the west tunnel. And there's a couple of journalists and a photographer taking some photos of a wee group of people. Always a really good image to share. That had 450 likes on Facebook and almost 250 likes elsewhere, taking it well up there uh, into the top three. Number two, similar to that airwear image, but this one came a bit later on the 8th of October. It was the image, the black and white image I shared, with the Erskine Bridge, and it was entitled Don't Look Up. And this is looking east along Dumbarton Road with the bridge spanning out. So yeah. it's a similar Uh, set up to that one from earlier 533 likes on facebook and 300 between instagram and twitter taking it up over 800 phenomenal amount there absolutely brilliant image definitely one worth sharing again and again we'll get that one out in 2022 for sure
1: i remember you sharing that and i said stuart who's done this is an absolute monster and you're like yeah it's me (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: that, that one did really really well yeah Number one. number one I'm sure you probably could have picked this one out actually if you really had to think about mm. it it's the one taken at Kafkarp station around 1970 you've got the electric blue train oh, the, station, you've got the, the old right, on.
1: car. Trained ones don't count yeah all right there's <laughs> well, always a train train is like that's like the killer that's like the nuclear missile yeah
0: of our but remember the context <laughs> was for the uh, the Clarkson expressway yes because it was the photographic survey uh, you know photos for the, for that that was why I shared it it was, it was all part of it, was, that. it was so that very, did very well yep. 645 likes on Facebook from the first time it was shared 475 likes from the second time it was shared 330 likes from the third time it was shared, and 175 from the most recent time it was shared. It continues to do very well whenever we put that one out. When you include the other various likes from uh, from Twitter and Instagram on there, it takes it to just shy of a thousand Mm. for that first time that was shared. That image did massively well for us. Absolutely brilliant. Definitely want to share again, and probably not a surprise. Uh, While we're doing this wee chat rundown, I think we should just talk about how successful our Erskine Anniversary stuff was on Twitter. When I was doing some of the calculations, we had over a thousand likes in only three days in the posts that all came out round about the Erskine Anniversary, probably the biggest single uh, three days we've had. And when you combine all our social media impressions now, we're basically getting to one million people. So it's the classical archive wow. stuff is being seen by almost 1 million people on a regular basis. That's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Can't believe it. And, oh, and, of course, we're now up to 16,000 followers across the three platforms as well. Mm.
1: If anyone's sitting listening to this, because there might be people on the podcast that are like, well, you know, I have really visited your Twitter much or, or looked to the Facebook. It is it is a big thing for us because a lot of these things you're sharing have not been seen before. Mm-hmm. They've sat in yeah. lofts, in archives. Yeah. You know, in in, in yep. back rooms and things, and they'd be digitising. Go out and say it's a cool thing. You know, it's lots of people yeah. appreciate this. And, and, and
0: you'll remember that you post know. that I put up very recently. Um, you know, with people saying, "Why do you watermark your images?" And as I said in that post, that's simply because every image that you see in the Glasgow mm. Archive social media is one of our own. Mm-hmm. We either hold the original image, therefore we're the copyright holder or the image is in our collection and we've digitized it and we've shared it. Mm. So the reason we watermark is so that we can keep tabs on where these images are going because we've spent the money scanning, we've spent the time digitizing and post-producing, you know. It is annoying when
1: people people have to ask these things and we have to kind of educate, but anyone who's created or worked on content of their own and put it on the the internet understands how annoying it is if things are just taken and, and redistributed.
0: You know, John, that's actually quite a good uh, point to to mention some of the new stuff we've got coming up in 2022, image-wise. I mean, we try and share as many new photos as, as we can, and, and over the Christmas period, I've actually scheduled up a good few all the way up to the 9th uh, of, of January. Uh, in the new year, we'll obviously give one or two changes in social media coming as well, and I know you're working hard on that behind the scenes. Um, but I don't think people appreciate the scale of the work that we've still to do when it comes to digitization. Uh, and things like the calendar sales and the like, that all helps contributes towards that work that we're doing. So thinking of some of the big images we've got, well, I think we will still get about 8,000 slides. There's a significant proportion of images there for the M74, the southern sections of the M74 and the upgrades there. So I think people will be very interested in seeing those. We know we've got some of the A68 as well, which is an interesting rural route through the borders. We've got some for the M8 that haven't been seen before from the 1980s and 90s.
1: Yeah, they're really good. And
0: then, of course, there's the big thing, the Lane Collection, that we've been working on with Historic Environment Scotland. Tens of thousands of images uh, of the construction of roads and motorways, basically from 1963 all the way up to like 1995. So hopefully we'll be able to share some of those as well going forward. Um, we recently discovered we've got something like four to 5,000 negatives Uh, in the Scott Wilson collection and again, some of them are more recent. People might remember we shared some Newbridge roundabout photos a few weeks ago, they came from that. Some phenomenal material in there, but of course we've still got a ton of slides and and, and actual physical prints to scan as well. So there is a lot of good stuff still to come, so hopefully people will uh, be looking forward to some of that. Uh, and, And of course, the website rollout continues as well, and we're trying to get the last of our large plans scanned. Yeah, but People will obviously know that we shared the Maryhill Motorway maps and the GGTS maps this year. I'm hoping we'll be doing highway plan and some of the other ones in 2022 as well. So that's all. I hope, I hope I'm not
2: speaking at a turn here, but I don't think people realise just how involved it is. To get these photos and actually just make them available for people oh, yeah. to, to see and, and make them so accessible yeah i mean exactly as you just these things are normally kept you know in cupboards mm-hmm. or, uh, and locked away so that people can't see them they're in a format that isn't made for the digital medium you know they are proper photographs or proper slides you know mm-hmm. they need to be digitized properly the last format maps that you've got, they need to be scanned. You, you've been over this in a podcast for a specialist company. Yeah. I don't think people just realise how much goes into just getting these photos to show them to people. No. And preserving they, that history.
0: They really don't. And, and occasionally when we get cheeky posts on social media, it's pretty obvious that people don't care. They just take the service for granted. Uh, I don't think some people realise that we're a small team of like mm-hmm. 12, but we're a core group of like four or five who do a lot of this work. Um, we do it as a hobby in our spare time. Uh, we're not paid for it, certainly. We do it because we enjoy it, not because we have to. You know, We're, we're not like some local council archive from Inverclyde that's getting thousands of pounds of funding every year that allows them to do all these things. In fact, you know what? We're probably doing more than most of the local council archives. You know, mm-hmm. People don't appreciate the amount of work and effort that we actually put in personally. A lot of people do, but there are one or two that don't. So mm-hmm. thank you, Nick, for making that point. I think that's a valid point to make at that point. Uh, on that note, John, I think we've, we've just put ourselves in the mood for things we don't like about Scottish roads.
1: Uh, good. <laughs> I've, I've I good. I've at least got, at at least you got one. I know. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm again like the kind of, uh, the victim eldrew <laughs> character of these podcasts. You know, I'm, I'm grumpy. Uh, John's crabby. He's always got something to moan yep. about. Well, I do have something to moan about. Uh, I presume good. that's what you want. Then it's about roads specifically. Yes. And but, it's, uh, So tell us. Right. It's, it's, it's poor lighting or roads that are particularly dark, and you you want them to be lit uh, at some point. And I don't mean a, a case where the, the, there's a lighting fault and the lights are out, but I find a heck of a lot sometimes, especially when you're driving at night, you don't really know where you're going, and there's a junction yeah. you're trying to find, and suddenly you're going to slow right down in the road, which I find quite dangerous sometimes yeah. just because you're looking about and stuff. Now, I had this happen to me when I was driving in Norfolk. A, a few weeks right. ago and i was i was driving okay. with sat nav it wasn't helping and they don't do street lights in norfolk They just don't you know so okay. i was driving along this was even in an urban area and i was like where are the lighting columns and you, there was no bollards or reflector because everyone everything's from like the 1500s you know yeah. so mm-hmm. um i hate it to be honest with you um it, it don't like, like uh, these dark areas that really need to be lit it's it's a funny pet hate but i think as a pedestrian I've come up against it as well when you go through underpasses and lighting isn't working, or walking on dark roads where there's a footway and there's there's nothing there. So, I hate yeah. it. I, I'm not a cat. I can't see in the dark like the Blooming Roads. So, <laughs> okay. that's my rant. Get you some carrots, John. Yeah, Fair, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, Mr. Twig, uh, do you have Will. any. Yeah, I didn't realize we we're
2: talking about over overarching things. So I was just going to go with my usual from Thirteen off ramp.
0: Yeah, that's fine. You do anything you particularly dislike? That's yeah, yeah. You get uh, that
2: one. I have started using that um, off ramp more and more often, um, mm-hmm. especially now in my recent move, and it's an almost daily use for me. Yeah. Just put around roundabout in, please. <laughs> at the bottom of the slip road. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. do, who do I need to petition for this? You know, start up a change dot org profile yep. thing mm-hmm. for it. Just. Council just, of just to see,
0: just, at Glasgow City Council would be Glasgow the
2: one City that the, Council. Yeah, you want say. to get onto there. Shove yeah. it in and see if it works. If it works, mm-hmm. it's fine. Even just shove a couple of cones in the middle and we'll just make a temporary <laughs> roundabout to see how it deals with traffic. No, I'm happy with that. Let's just go free flow and see how it works, if it works. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. and of course, now that the, the uh, East End Regeneration route has been canned, um, again improvements to that junction are very unlikely now. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe a wee mini roundabout of some kind would be a, a good add. In the I, I don't know time. why I'm asking
2: for it, Rob, because nobody pays attention to a mini roundabout going on to the M80 at the best <laughs> of times, so...
0: Yeah. that's because most of the time the white lining is actually so faded that you can't see it the thing um, is it's so white they've not that long redone it again
2: and people just still just yeah. nah it's all right I don't need to get around that they're, they're probably
1: more worried about looking for police they're always hiding around provin <laughs> at the motorway so they're probably not worried about the roundabout it looks like there's always a car around here somewhere <laughs> sean we can don't always know what talk. you <laughs> <about. laughs> so
2: no, that's hiding rough. if you could try hiding in a big Mark x5 it's yellow and blue to mm-hmm. you yeah. well, yeah. well, yeah.
0: it <laughs> All right, mr Hassel, any more from you on on things that you you don't like junctions wise in particular or? uh
1: okay so any junction um that or just any or just all junctions no just, <laughs> just I, I was just going to broad brush something here right but any any okay. junction uh within um the edinburgh city bypass <laughs> uh, to be honest okay. with you within within edinburgh it's just awful to be quite it's honest, with I'm George's just trying to think of, of other areas in Scotland that brand. Do you know? Actually, I will. I've got a couple that never used to be a problem, but they now are mm-hmm. problems, and they've not had oh. many things happen to them. Um, right. And and this is Inverarmond roundabout, at Perth. Yep. This is Perth. So these are A9 ones and Broxton uh-huh. roundabout. I never yep. used to have trouble with these when I say, you know, when I was younger or, or um, when I first started driving these roundabouts become really quite congested at peaks, especially Broxton. If you're heading uh, from the South from the M90 and joining it that way, I never remember this being so bad, but it seems to be awful at the moment. So I actually dread these junctions when I, when I come near them now. So yeah. this is just a more recent <laughs> observation and quite tame yeah. uh, compared to my rant about the uh, dark roads. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, for me. Okay. There's a couple of things. What annoys me the most? Dirty road signs.
1: Oh, I love them. I think it gives a kind of an aged character to them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't yeah. know, it's like a rustic yeah. thing, a dirty road yeah. sign. Yeah. You know
2: the green, do you kind of see it? And the numbers are falling <laughs> off. On. Exactly. I'm joking,
0: yeah.
1: I'm joking. I'm, I'm winding the man up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's nothing worse. I also hate roadside litter. Mm. That mm. really annoys me. Not only the fact that it's not being picked up, but the fact it's there in the first place. That really annoys me. Why do people feel the need to open their window and fire a can out the window, or a plastic bottle, or, or worse, out the window? It's because they're animals, yeah. home? I seen a yeah. guy the other yeah. day
1: right outside my window here in in livingston yeah. open his car door while parked up and thought this was a good time to decant all of his rubbish under the verge and he just yeah. done it brazenly and just, just drove off um uh, and it's it's just that's what people do and you see them on the motorway nick arms sure you've seen it you spend a lot of time on the roads so people just open the window and something goes out you know It's
2: just, I I don't understand why people think it's acceptable. I I, I just, I I cannot comprehend it. I I don't know why people think it's acceptable to fling stuff out. Do they do that in their own house?
1: So when they're finished with something, they just chuck it on the floor? No, they probably don't. It's It's that whole
0: uh... attitude about someone else will pick it up, you know. Yeah. yeah, It's just, it really annoys me. And you know what, I don't think there's enough education now either. I mean, I was at school. Uh, primary school in particular, we had the Keep Britain Tidy campaign, and and you know people would come to school and talk to you about litter and and the best place but I don't think you get any of that anymore. You know, no. it's just things like that. You know, for not telling kids from a young age that's unacceptable. Of course, what are the parents doing? What are the parents ever doing? Um, you know, not just in a lot of and various <laughs> things. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, that, that's one thing for me. And silly. you know what? I'm going to finish with one. I'm going to finish. I'm just going to see it. I need to see it. I have. I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I'm going to admit to. I am finally going to. Admit to this one. I hate that we need to name our gritters. What, what? a lot of fat oh, that is, It's Come on, Stuart. Oh. your
1: festive spirit. Is no. just, it's Spready
0: Mercury and all these <laughs> stupid I've names. I've never heard that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. No, dear, dear, I think
2: dear. I, I think a brilliant... And, They get a lot of interest internationally as well. There's a few websites that every now and then somebody will post, oh, here you can track the gritters in Scotland. And by the way, they all have these funny names, and yeah, people start picking out what ones you like. And Mm. I think it's good, you know, it gets school kids involved in naming them. Can we not teach
1: them
0: about no drop letter first and then deal with the naming (laughs) of gritters?
1: Just yeah. that, can I just make a point on this? So obviously, you know, with where I work, I've got a responsibility um, with, with kind of winter maintenance and dealing with the gritters. And people ask yeah. me, it's like, do you actually refer to the gritters as those names um, when you're working as a dispatcher or you're trying to organise the treatment? And I feel like lying to them and saying, well, yeah, of course we do. We say, right, Snow globe. On oh you go, but no. God, we, I mean, snow globe. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah.
2: come on. We need, we need Buzz Ice clear down here. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Jesus.
1: Say um, no we, more. we do not. It is just uh, the registrations we use, or their call sign. We do not my say as you say, uh, spreading Mercury, as uh, <laughs> heading to the A77 right now. Um, oh my God. So, yeah, it's just some children.
0: I'm glad I got that off my chest.
1: Um, That's...
2: Well I just I just quickly typed in the Scottish gritter names into Google there to have a have a quick look at them. And the uh-huh. very first results that come up is a that there is a competition between the USA and Russia and them naming their gritters now because of oh, the geez. names of Scotland's gritters. Let's see what we've so, started. But, yeah, we're setting standards, you know, we're trendsetters.
0: <laughs> okay, but well, let's hope these named gritters can help us when Russia decides to invade Ukraine in a few weeks, you know? <laughs>
1: Whoa, of that, a bit of no? that topical on here. You
0: know? I have lost count of how
2: many people we have severely annoyed so far in this podcast. This is this is. We're going for our records.
0: It's the Christmas one. We're allowed. We're allowed.
2: To, it's, it's Christmas. We can let our hair down. Yep. Parents, cyclists, hair car down, drivers. <laughs> Russia,
1: Russia. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. yeah. Nick did his here especially for this podcast. We should say that. It uh, we, sh- we should we should got him. the cameras on uh,
1: here? It's very funny.
0: Yeah. yeah, John shaved, uh, Nick did mm. his hair. Uh, I
2: just turned <laughs> Ma- it off. Mainly because we had a test yesterday and I looked like i just stuck my finger in the toaster. <laughs> that was funny.
0: Well, yes. yes. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: Mm. Uh, John, any more gripes from you? This is your last opportunity um, this year?
1: Probably spaces for people. You know. If- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that, that again. All right, okay.
0: <laughs> no, um, in
1: fairness, it's, it's not a big I did rant about it earlier. I said badly implemented cycling infrastructure really irritates the yes. life out of me because it actually, it, it goes against what they're trying to do. Um, that, that does annoy me. Um, but yeah. no, no not, nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. Not, okay. not
2: to direct from that, I think just badly implemented infrastructure points oh, blanks yeah. So not just the cyclists, but you know, just they're not joined up thinking and not doing things properly and just trying to shoehorn things in where it shouldn't be placed.
1: Yeah. Should have, okay. They should have a standard for psycho ways and things like that. They should all adhere to, and then there wouldn't be a problem. Do they not have some? Is that not something? But it's not generally okay. followed. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. I
0: think we've upset enough people. <laughs> moaned enough there. So uh, I, I think it's time for our final top 10 rundown, don't you say? Oh. Time to queue up that music once again. What's this and one? Uh, Is it the
1: top 10? Glasgow this is the Archive staff members? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, fortunately not. Um, I wouldn't like to try and rank you people. They're probably be the worst uh, from, from 10 to, to 1 on that one. But no, this oh, is cheers. the top 10 website pages by individual visitors. Oh, okay, so you've got
1: this so, from kind of an analytics you've looked at and see yes, how many people have looked at uh, each page. Okay. and
0: this is from basically from the start of the year, uh, Bear in mind some of these pages were only launched as we go through the year, so we'll run through from 10 to 1. I think you'll be quite surprised by some of these, John, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not so much. But at number 10, we're starting with the M74 Hamilton Bypass. So that's the article there, that's the detailed article that looks into the history of that section of the M74 between Junction 4 and 9. Mm-hmm. Pretty good article, it had transferred over from the old site and had a few tweaks with some new photographs and stuff on there, so that one's quite popular. That's At best. number 9, we have the M80 Root Page. Uh, this is the page that launched, actually relaunched just very shortly, uh, very recently, sorry, um, with a whole of of new facts and, and information, so that's the... I was going to say, that's
1: that's only just been relaunched, it's done yeah. pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. it's done well to get Because it's air. a good motorway.
1: Is Uh-oh. it, though, Nick? Is Jeez. it, really? <laughs> no. Bits of it are. No. Yeah.
0: Bits Not the bit are. my the, non, the non-dual two-lane bits are okay, so that brings it to about a mile.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep okay at Jeez, number eight we have touch. the m77 route page um which is another one that was mm. refreshed recently we finally managed to incorporate information in the section from newton Man's to Yeah. after many years of promising that so that's another good one if you haven't looked at it's it great check page it out. yes at number seven it's the clyde tunnel mm. another good route page um you know, if you're not familiar with the website, we, we have basically three sections. We've got routes, articles and galleries. The route pages are basically our Wikipedia. The articles are where we take a deep dive into individual subjects and give you real detail on them and photos and the like. And a lot of downloadable content. And the third is the galleries where we'll, you know, put up all the photos and stuff from, from each of the projects and all that. So that, that's the, the sort of way that we're doing it. So these are mostly route pages. So that was the Clyde Tunnel. At number six, we have an article, the Maryhill Motorway. that was rather big when it launched. I can't say launch, it was a real launch in the middle
1: of this year. People always love that because it's an unbuilt one. They just want to see what's happening.
0: Exactly. So we incorporated a lot of new info in that one. Uh, Number five, it's the Erskine Bridge 50th anniversary page that launched back in July. Another good one. Some really good archive images on there. Uh, Never before seen, as John Mm. mentioned earlier. They've been kept away in dusty old records and drawers (laughs) for years. It was good to see them out at last. John, number four, your personal favourite, the Clydeside Expressway. Yes. An- another article there that goes into the detail of the history of that road that opened in 1973, basically bypassing Glasgow's West End and Partick.
1: It was, and a little fact about the page, it was the first page I actually wrote for the website. Was when was indeed. I came on board as a staff member. it's been far, yep. it's been enhanced now. Um, I, have, I There's some new images but, on there now, yeah. yes, there is indeed. So,
0: at number three, we have another route page. It's the M74. Uh, another one that was recently updated to include details in the entire route from Glasgow all the way down to Gretna. Mm. Well worth a look if, if you're visiting the website. Lots of interesting photos and facts on there. Okay. Number two. I wonder if you could hazard a guess to what number two is. Well, it is...
1: The About Us page.
0: <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, no, John. Okay. <laughs> it's not... It's the Inner Ring Road page, of course the it's. main page for the Glasgow Inner Ring Road. I, that's mm-hmm. the one that gives you the broad overview of how the project came to be, before you take the breakdowns and go into Town Head, Woodside, Channing Cross, Kingston and all the other bits and bobs. South and East Flanks, funnily enough, those pages are coming soon, I promise, we've promised that for a long time. I have kicked off work on those and we should be getting them early in the new year. And that takes us to number one. And perhaps this isn't a surprise. Not only is this the most read page, it's also the most searched page on Google. It's the most clicked page on Google. It is the M8. I, thought page. I was going to
1: say, yeah. this list would be a sham if it didn't have yeah. the M8 on it. I <laughs> know. Oh, exactly. So.
0: And, and again, that page was recently refreshed to include the entire M8 from Edinburgh. All the way through to Bishopton and uh, to West Ferry so again mm. worth a look lots of images and stuff and there's a lot of downloadable content on all that as well so yeah so there you go John any surprises in there for you?
1: To be honest um I'm actually quite surprised that the Clydesdale Express frame wasn't one because I do remember and I've looked at some of these image uh, the analytics before and that page always mm-hmm. done well but I think the, oh, does. the M8 has so many component parts to it now uh, compared yeah. to what we had before it's it's no surprise, you know. It's brilliant. Yeah, I
0: mean, I mean, something else that I considered actually doing accounting on is that basically the the, the the searches on Google that we get and the Clydeside Expressway is it gets several hundred searches a month that then leads to a click on our website. Uh, the biggest one by far is Glasgow before the motorway. Those those three keywords are the biggest search that leads to our website, uh, and that's usually the, the thousands. Motorway. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just for context, since the new website launched. Uh, On the 31st of December last year, we have had almost 250,000 unique visitors to the website in that 12-month period. Uh, I think that far... What I've always thought has helped
1: to this. Sorry to cut in here. The the website's always been brilliant, uh, particularly if you sat down at a computer and looked at it. But the fact is, this new site is so much more mobile friendly. So if you've not had a chance to look at it yet, uh, you know, get your iPhone out or if you're... You know, or, or, or whatever, and have a look at it, and it's so much easier to read than, and use than what yeah. before on mobile. That's, that's that mobile, a big I mean, difference, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is mobile friendly. It's great to look at on mobile, particularly in Android, and I'm not the biggest Android fan, but mm. uh, I,
1: I did think not it looked all of us good are perfect, on Android. But there you go. <laughs> yeah,
0: <so>. yeah. <laughs> right, but but it is optimized yeah. for desktop. Yes. Viewing. Or tablet viewing. So if you are able to look on a PC, a laptop, or a tablet, I recommend you do that because you will you'll see just a bit more detail behind what's there. But yeah, perfectly adequate for mobile as well. Yeah. I, and
2: just a second and third exactly, you say there, you know, you've, you've got the roots pages in there, but you've also got a long form, long formish article yeah. that you can read as well, with a good bit of history and a good bit of information. You know, sprinkled with some really good photos as well. Yeah. Some that may not have appeared on Twitter, and you may find some new photos on there. That I don't think people realise as well. Yeah. And there's there's a, there's a lot of really good information. There's a lot of good reading on the web website yeah. which is yeah. a lot more expansive than what you can cram into 280 characters on a tweet or a small facebook post
0: oh yeah absolutely and you know it's so much easier to produce content on there now as well um you know when i was redoing the motorway pages recently you could do them in a couple of days on the old site so it was just it was it was a chore and a half it really was a nightmare so yes mm. good so good to go through those um at that stage, I'm going to give a very special shout out and thanks to Patrick Donald, who has done most of our graphic work, all of our graphic work this year, uh, and helped with the calendar, the booklets, the web pages, the logos, all the wee bits and bobs that we put out throughout the year. Patrick, thank you very much. We would not be where we are without you, and it's very, very much appreciated. So thank you. Yeah. Um, we have lots of work lined up for Patrick in 2022.
1: <laughs> well, he is, he is a maestro uh, of his craft. Patrick, yes. isn't he, with some of the things he's done with the, the luggers and these booklets, as you say? Um, yeah. So, no, thank you.
0: Patrick has a unique viewpoint on this because he's also a transport enthusiast yeah. and, and how, who happens to be a graphic designer. That makes all the difference. He's not because just because a, he, a renter
1: designer, no. is he? No, he's, he, exactly. he's invested in it. Yeah.
0: He gets exactly what we're trying to do, and I hope that comes across in the various material that we've been producing and putting out as well. And thank you to everybody who snapped up a booklet or a badge or a calendar this year. It's all very much appreciated, and it all goes towards our running costs. It's helping to pay for the software that allows us to record these podcasts. It pays for the software that hosts the podcasts and makes them available on Spotify and Amazon and all these other platforms. It pays for the microphones that we're using that John had to get to record this as well. It helps all these things. Uh, and including the digitization that you mentioned. So, yes, we <laughs> yeah. are non-profit. So any money that comes in is immediately reinvested in being, us being able to do things. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. So we thank <laughs> you for that. Okay, John, we have some listener questions. We do. Now is a good time for those, I
1: think. Well, I'm just getting them up on the other screen here. We got, we got, uh-huh. We've got not too many. We've got three. No. So that you means know, we I'm can surprised. focus on them a bit. Yeah, that's I good. thought we were maybe, okay.
0: when I asked for the questions, when we agreed we were going to ask for listener questions on any topic, I thought maybe we'd get a few. But I think people have asked everything that they, they want to know. I think that's the problem these days.
1: Okay, know? we said anything. They can ask us anything.
0: It, they were told they could ask anything about any roads related subject. See, this is like a it.
1: missed opportunity because they all keep it very much on topic, but I'd be like, Stuart, what's your favourite breakfast cereal? You know, that they don't uh, they're all very professional and
0: uh, i specifically pointed out it was to be roads related topics oh
1: dear <laughs> a no i'm joking okay so we've got they're, they're all on twitter here so i'll start with the first one mm-hmm. Fingers on buzzers all right um okay so this <laughs> yeah. is this is harriet at harriet 90 on twitter um says what major road developments do you think are most likely to happen in the next 10 to 15 years? What is needed most? So two questions Ooh. there, really, from Harriet.
0: Jeez, oh, that's that's an interesting okay. one, I think. Yeah, John, I think you might be best placed to discuss this with your interest right. in some of the bigger projects.
1: Okay, so um, it's a great question, Harriet. Thank you. Um, it's, it's quite, as we discussed earlier, A9's the one that's ongoing at the moment. Um, with the the kind of targets completion date 2020s uh and the a96 of course being under review that's another massive one that they're looking at so yeah easily 10 15 years as you've got those two to pick from the a9 and the a96 the other one is the a82 uh improvements uh to you'll agree stuart when he's getting yeah. towards kind of um uh environment. winver to and is a section they want to want to do through there and anyone who's driven through there as i done some months ago is Woefully in need of an upgrade. The other one that possibly as well is Rest to Be Thankful. You can see oh, that yeah. they've got mm-hmm. their their what does Transport Scotland call these things now? The storyboard. uh yes. they, they call it of how they're coming together from the ideas. It's really cool, actually, if you yep. want to go check these out. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um needed most. I think the A nine at the moment, sections yep. of the A ninety six, this is just my opinion, and definitely the A eighty two. I don't use yeah. the rest of be thankful, but I know many people who who do, is a problem they'd like to see sorted out.
0: Yeah, I think a few targeted improvements are the most likely things we're going to see in the years ahead, aren't they? Yeah. And of course, as Nick mentioned at the start of this podcast, the Species for People, uh, that's going to be you know, rolled out much, much further. There will be much more investment in active travel. I think that's, that's certain mm-hmm. as well. So there could even be a lot of infrastructure coming along that's you know, solely for that purpose.
2: Yeah, I think the funding initially for that was to get everything implemented. There wasn't funding specifically designed or made for removing the spaces for people so i think what's there will be adapted or or remain there yeah mm-hmm. for a good while
0: mm-hmm. okay brilliant okay john i think that covers that one by the way harriet is a is an avid follower of ours uh, and, and comments a lot and shares a lot of stuff with so hi to harriet thanks for that question
1: yeah i hope you're well um who's next the next question um i believe we've had questions from from this uh, chat before this is robert kilcoyne mm-hmm. Yes, hello to Robert, another one of our, our regulars. Coin uh, Yep. Yep. So what's Robert asking? Which is the best motorway junction in Scotland, in your opinion? And also, which junction is the worst in terms of delays, missing movements, etc.?
2: Okay. Junction 19. Junction so, 19, MA.
0: So, so you hate Junction 19? Oh, no. Nick? <laughs> no? It's
2: the best on-ramp you've got.
0: Okay. You, li- you, li- you like that one, do you? That's your favorite. Oh, yeah, one?
2: junction nineteen on, yeah. Alright, okay. Junction, That's an interesting one Junction nineteen choice. on eastbound.
0: Right. Okay, interesting. Um I would have to say M74 junction six, three flow connections in all directions. Uh that has to be the best. The worst for me has to be any junction on the Edinburgh City bypass.
1: <laughs> well, well hold on, hold on, hold on, right? Uh, motorway junction. I know motorway, yeah. It's, I know the bypass. You think bad, you think bypass. I'm the same. It's like a like a like a reflex. Um, but no, it has to be a motorway junction. Oh, so
0: motorway junctions with issues and delays, and oh my goodness. Uh, well, Wreath used to be in there, but it isn't anymore. Uh-huh. Um, oh
2: God, Wait, I'm, I'm have... going to cut in just now and just say very quickly, and it's only because of the Christmas shopping period. I know what oh, it, it is. Like the fort, yeah,
1: both yeah, both
2: directions.
0: The offslip, particularly westbound, was supposed to be upgraded as part of their planning conditions for the construction of the, the Marks Spencer store and the multi-storey car park. Still not done five years on, so I don't know what's going on there. That was supposed mm. to be widened to two lanes for the dual, tu- you know, for a dual turn going left. Yeah, yeah. For anybody heading for the that. fort, there would be much more. Yeah, so I don't know what's happened there, but are ah, you're right. That can be a bit of a pain, particularly. They need here. to
1: think of something called like spaces for cars. That's what we need to think. <laughs> on, to- good sir. <laughs> you get locked up
0: for views like that now you know um, oh my oh, goodness know. okay oh. can always count on you John can right. always count on somebody you somebody else we've annoyed the podcast Check yeah
1: yeah it. oh it's Christmas scene, let me away with it
0: you know we had the, John I, John this one we, you and I talk about this now and again mm-hmm. again it's Christmas so we can see it we had someone moan in social media recently about the, about the motorways being busy and it always takes me back to what John Cullen used to say about busy motorways and he said we didn't build the motorways so no one would use them yes they're busy because they're successful you know, it's <laughs> high utilization
1: exactly exactly
2: you know could, i know i don't think people realize you know they moan about the, the amount of cars and stuff that use the motorway. could you imagine that same volume of cars making the same journeys that they would have to do
0: and
1: through Pisa the road city west center or something. Yeah, yeah i know you
2: know through through um, a period of west great western road mm. yeah it's, exactly so yeah at uh, least
0: give, this there's contains. one mention
1: of john Collin this month yeah on the ways um uh, I've gone over these things several <laughs> times, to be honest with you. I, I love Bayliston, um as a mower Junction, very impressive. I love Maryville as well, in equal measure. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: another Barbedee Junction there, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. another one.
1: Uh, I like Craigend, which is one I know you get funny about Craigend, Stuart. <laughs> so that,
0: that's the one up the M90 that's like Baylisten uh, in disguise. It is, yeah. yes,
1: same uh, designer. Of course, also a Bapty Bapty one, and that's that's yeah. up near Perth. Also close to an incredibly awful motorway junction, which is Broxton, uh, that I I named earlier. That's a good point, and, and I suppose Broxton, eh, not Broxton, the only key Roundabout is a bit of a pain as well at
0: times. It more is for, more so for traffic coming south on the A9 rather than north up the M9. But uh,
1: it's, it's still bad for weaker, peak time. I don't often hit yeah. it at peak time, but I've always yeah. Uh, i would been with, the, with you, some of those you ones. know what
0: else has turned into a nasty wee motorway junction recently Bank Head on the M80 M876 southbound yes. in the Evening Peak that is a bugger of a junction at times now mm-hmm. just not enough capacity there for merging traffic uh, yeah it's a bit of a nightmare it mm-hmm. is
1: uh, the, the problem with it there is because of the M8 a lot of people used to take the M8 going back from Edinburgh there's mm. a lot of people yeah. taking that 876 M80 corridor now to avoid the congestion yeah. on the M8 which is confounding and made that worse if you know what yeah. I mean so okay the bank, that's, that's a good contender so um yeah okay I can't really the expand too time. much of that yeah I'll, I'll move on to our last question which yeah. comes from Andrew Um uh-huh. saw another Twitter one he says do you think the road network in Scotland or the UK will ever be metricated Uh and if so how much of a logistical issue would this be so metricated being uh, he, he's saying rather than having f- um yards and miles we would be meters and kilometers.
0: No that ship sailed long ago that ship sailed long ago. Mm. Sailed long ago. Uh, if the European Union couldn't force that upon all member states then I think it's very unlikely that, that the UK or even the Scottish government would decide to go down that route on their own. A very costly exercise and um, there's a lot of changes we need, we need to be brought in to accommodate that, signage, cars, uh, God knows whatever else you would need to do I, I think it's very unlikely and you know what, why, why would we bother the, the existing system of miles and yards seems to work okay, um, you know we use metres for for some things, we use kilometres for others, we use miles for some we use yards for others, um, it seems to work fairly well
1: Not sure if you have a, a point to say on this Nick but I know we're close on time so I'm just going to get my point in here so um, uh, just just because I'm a tremendous fan of metrication uh, I, I completely agree with this in, in theory and if we were going to do it we should have done it back when we were investing massively in the road network in the in the yeah. fifties, sixties and seventies. But at the yeah. moment, Stuart, yeah. you're right. It would be hugely costly. No, the metric system is is wonderful. It completely makes sense. Um, oh, yeah. in every single way. But we're we're actually a dual country. We use we use both and we can visualize a mile. Better yeah. than we can a kilometre for that for that reason.
0: Yeah, I mean it would be a change for the sake of a change. I think mm. would there really be any benefit from it other than as you see it's more straightforward, it's easy to keep up. With easy it, if you want to do really maths. Old, yeah, yeah. I mean that's about the only thing that it is. You um, know,
2: it, easy it looks for. neater. It looks nicer. Yeah, yeah. everything yeah. all just sort of flows. And just, I, mm. I, I, I like the metric system. I, I'm a but, fan of the metric system. But
1: anyone with a modicum of sense, change. of course, agrees metric. Yeah, it makes sense. It's better. Yeah. But, um, there is. It's very difficult if you're in a twin system that we've got at the yeah, moment.
0: I'm going to be one of the dissenting voices there, because I actually quite like the Imperial system oh, in Rhodes as I'm a Stein. traditionalist Philist in that Stein. sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, if even,
2: yeah. But even if we did switch to the metric system, it's not like we'd use it. I mean, we still measure no. our fuel consumption in miles per gallon. Remember the last time you measured how yeah. many
0: gallons you put in your tank? Yeah. People still measure the height and weight in imperial measurements as so, well. Yes. Even young people, 30, 40, 50. Do you know an argument that they, on, they the always change, say, you know? I'm
1: just not road related, but they say that God gave you a measurement, the inch, don't they? Yeah. I'm holding up to the camera like people could see this. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's like <laughs> the imperial measurements have this benefit of being very relatable. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. just for the record when John mentioned an inch and what he was holding up to the camera was actually his finger <laughs> uh, so just... oh, what, what,
1: oh yeah uh, oh. instead of the ruler I've got here yes of course yeah exactly yeah, this so, is a family friendly yeah. podcast <laughs> it's Christmas it's a family friendly
2: Kiosk. podcast Kiosk Kiosk
1: and on that note <laughs> ladies and gentlemen can okay, we have a final question Oh, um, do we have a final question? We, we don't, I'm afraid.
0: Wait, is, that, is that the questions done? Okay. Um, unless, well, I,
1: unless I'm scrolling to more, but no, that's that's the three. So thank you to Andrew, Robert, and Harriet for the questions.
0: Brilliant. Okay, thanks, thanks, folks, for sending them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did try and answer them as seriously as we could. No, we could. <laughs> Before we go, uh, we're just going to have a quick preview of 2022. Uh, There are some big changes coming next year. We're not really in a position to say too much about them at this stage, but we mentioned there are lots of new images, a few tweaks to social media. Try and keep that fresh, one or two things. Big things for us next year, we have the Keswick Bridge in Inverness, it's 40th anniversary in August, so we'll be doing a wee bit on that, could with Transport Scott again. Um, we also have the 50th anniversary of the completion of the Inner Ring Road in the North and West flanks, uh, in February next year. We are going to be producing a new book for that, uh, that we'll be releasing as well, that will be available to buy in the Spring, so keep an eye open for that, that will be pretty good, some stunning photos and things in Compute there. Your
1: collection books if you've already exactly. got these slides.
0: yes, mm-hmm. there'll be more and more and more things coming because they, they seem to do well, people really seem to enjoy them, that's the main thing, that makes the work worthwhile doesn't it? Um, okay, a final word from you two gents then before we go, Nick, uh, again great to have you on, we need to have you on a bit more frequently, I think next year
2: Yeah. No, I appreciate you having me on again, thanks very much for, for giving me some air time yeah, I hope yeah. everyone has a, a great holiday period, Merry yeah. Christmas
0: and a good new year yeah, absolutely, and same to yourself. And uh, as I say, hopefully, if the restrictions and things start to ease, it'll be easier for us all to squeeze into the Glasgow Railway Archive HQ and do a recording in person again. Yeah. certainly make life easier for us, Mister Hassel. Um, likewise with you. Um, thank you for joining us remotely despite your illness.
1: Yeah, um, and th- yeah, thank you to you both for for doing this uh, because I know we we did plan, of course, to go to get together, but. Um, you know, It's been the, been the most sensible thing considering the the yeah. um, conditions at the moment and the advice that's been given to avoid gatherings and things like that. So ill or otherwise, this would be what we do. I can only apologise for my horrendous internet connection. Um, I, I appear to have taken that particularly backward quality of Norfolk back with me. Uh, and my, my internet is just awful. So sorry Not about that. I'm but,
0: sure people are very forgiving of the audio quality um, from all of us Um, you
1: know but that's it no Merry Christmas to everyone have a wonderful time and thank you for putting up with me and everyone else no not at all and we will
0: have yeah back next year we have a few topics lined up for next year a few changes coming we'll discuss them next podcast Um, in the meantime um, this podcast and 52 others are available to listen to and download from all your usual podcast providers Podbean Spotify Amazon and many many more Please go on, leave us a review. If you enjoy what you hear and you enjoy these, leave us a wee review. It's a good way for us to spread the word.
1: And don't forget, as I always say, if you want to see more of what we're doing, please go on to social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, to get your kind of daily fix of the things we're working on and, and sharing as well, which we've spoken about extensively on this podcast and some of the great stuff we have. So catch us there.
0: Indeed, and crucially, thanks to you, the listeners and the followers, for making all this worthwhile. Uh, a couple of shout outs, John, I think we had. We yes. had Rebecca, who's a big fan, I'm told, and listens to us regularly. So, hi, Rebecca.
1: Hi, Rebecca.
0: Uh, oh, yep. Yeah, also hi, to Marion, who's in Ireland. Marion's another big fan. Uh, she listens to us regularly as well. So, hello. Hi, Good hello,
2: to hear Marianne. from you.
0: Working on the motorways over there and had worked over here as well for a while. And also to Peter McCann, who's another one of our listeners. Yes. Uh, who is involved in the Motorway Network as well. Terrific, guys, so are Hello. All. Yes, and of so, course, there are many, 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 many Peter. more people. So we say thank you to all of you. We'll see you in 2022. Hope everybody has a good Christmas, a nice new year, and we will see you very, very soon. See, see you soon, soon guys. guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye for now.